Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. You know what this is, Callum, the Rockstar Potter, former UFC fighter and official Australian MMA nerd. Uh, we break down Eternal MMA 81, which took place November 4th uh, in Gold Coast, Queensland at Southport Sharks. Of course, the great Eternal MMA wrapping out the year. Very, very stoked uh, with the last two weekends of shows. We've got Callum Potter. We're chatting all about it. Uh, if you didn't see it, UFC on Fight Pass, type in Eternal MMA 81 or eternalmma.com. I'm sure you can find out more there. Follow them on the socials. Uh, we've also got cowpot underscore UFC if you want to follow Callan on Instagram or, of course, Australian MMA underscore on Instagram, YouTube, all your other socials if you want to find out more. Oh, we've also got a website too. So australianmma.com.au if you want to find out more. But look, we get into it. Without further ado, like we said, Callan Potter, former UFC fighter, knows all there is to know about Australian MMA. We're covering uh, the big fights from the weekend. John Martin Fraser versus Brogan Anderson for the Eternal Middleweight Championship. Uh, you've got Jack Becker taking on uh, Kieran Joblin. Uh, we've got Don Marfan, Michael Stanoff. We've got uh, Diego Pereira taking on Luke Jones. Absolute cracker of fights. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Callum, the rock star potter. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the show, the most popular man on the Australian MMA podcast. Callum, the rock star Potter, welcome. Get around it, mate. That's that's nice to hear. I'd like to think it's got something to do with my uh, beautiful aesthetics, but I would suggest not. Maybe the fact that I nerd out about Australian MMA probably has more to do with it. Yeah, if anyone thought that this was a, a, a bad concept of just two complete nerds banging on about Australian MMA, it is the most <laughs> highest rated show that I've had. So we will continue forever. Now, what are card eternal back-to-back weekends now i want to say this that eternal 78 and 79 there was so many things out of out of eternal's control that happened but we were like not the greatest cards hex had an amazing card everyone was like whoa i don't know hex is coming the back-to-back weekends by eternal i mean that's just what eternal reminding everyone why they are still like number one just amazing and it all comes down to matchmaking like it's it's such a big thing and anyone can sort of go okay i'm gonna grab this bloke and he's got like you've made him grab grab dim skillies match him up with a you know what i mean your, your neighbor from down the road is probably gonna be a good fight <laughs> but not but matching good fights so proper fights that are supposed to be happening in these divisions and have them be great matchups like that's good good matchmaking where the skill of matchmaking comes from is not the John Martin Fraser versus Brogan Anderson. It's your Kobe Porter, Luke Daly. It's your your Taser Malone versus Nabetsu. Like though, that's when you make your money as a as a as a matchmaker because anyone can give the title to the two best fighters. Yeah, spot on. But all again, great matchmaking, like um, matchup wise, strategic wise, great matchmaking. But all makes sense for that division. You know what I mean? That's exactly you know, a couple of guys that are two and zero, two and one, working their way up to guys that are right on the cusp. The old, uh, the old street bullet right on the cusp, still getting tough matchups with Stanoff. You know, Stanoff had, had a bad run in his last one out, but he's still up there. You know, pushing towards that total condition position. That's they're great matchup. Yeah, it's uh, look. I was I was very impressed on the weekend. I mean, I feel like performance of the night still goes to John Martin Fraser and what he did to Brogan Anderson in the Eternal MMA middleweight championship bout what was your thoughts when you saw that it, it, unbelievable like you talk about a flawless performance like just unbelievable the, the one thing that really stands out me with uh with old um 
J, JMF is just his footwork. Like he's, yeah. I understand he's a middleweight, so he's not, I understand he's not a heavyweight, but he's still a big, he's a big sturdy middleweight bloke. Man, he moves away like a flyweight, changes stance, breaches distance with his stance changes, and then can launch power mm. from either position. Like that's scary. Oh, it's just scary. The, the little like whales whip he does, the little like drive by switch oh. shuffle step. It, I mean, it put Candiata out. Like, and, and you see it in the highlights leading up to it. And he 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 throws it again. And like you said, that speed, that footwork is. You, I don't think you see it normally from from a middleweight. They're not normally that quick on the feet. No, no, no. I think that's where he's catching a lot of guys out. I think that's what makes the matchup with himself and Myers such a great match because it's something that Myers doesn't lack either. Got applied a bit of trade at welterweight. So again, you think he might be on the low end of middleweight, but he's most certainly is not. So, but he has that really nice footwork and agility too. So what's makes those two guys such a mad matchup. I have, I mean, I know everyone's talking Matt Myers and obviously narrative wise, it makes sense. It's going to be a trilogy. Like it's, it's uh, John Martin Fraser wants the rematch. Matt Myers wants his belt back that he never lost. That both boys have beat each other. Like it is just, it would make perfect sense and you'd want to build on that momentum and you'd want it for March. But I know for a fact or as close to a fact as I can get, Matt Myers will not be ready. He's coming back from a devastating ACL injury. Oh. I think it's going to be a while. Now, I'm going to throw a name here at you, and I think as soon as Matt Myers is ready, he gets it. He just walks straight in, he gets it. You even you even buck the next guy out the way. What yeah. about John Martin Fraser versus Ben Johnston? Has to happen. I was right. As soon as you were like, <laughs> I reckon I know where he's going. Has to happen. Has to happen. And to talk about whether Ben Johnson's in a position for that, like the man finished his last fight. He called for the big call up. So has to. You know, he yeah. wants, he's already looking at that upper echelon as far as going international competition. Like he is, he is behind the Matt Fraser, Matt Myers. He's behind the John Martin Frasers. If he wants to leapfrog himself to that, that is 100% the matchup he's got to take and, and go at. Now, yeah, if you, if you don't know much about Ben Johnson, like, yes, you just saw him whoop a poor little Korean boy. But, like, it was what, what Ben Johnston did previously and the fact that he's been a training partner for, um, for Israel Adesanya, he's been a Muay, a Muay Thai world champion, he's obviously got the great gym and a great stable of fighters. You kind of have to, if you've only just seen his last fight, it might not make too, sense, uh, too much sense as to why we're pushing him so hard. But in a way, that that just might be the fight to make, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Absolutely, a hundred percent, and and anyone like you said, you might if you go off that last one, you know, you, uh, unknown international. You know, Leo looks sensational, but you know the competition wasn't quite up to what he. I don't think even he wanted. Skill wise, you know, this is the match up to make. You know what I mean? The skill battles those guys will exchange it is just like I said, a couple of nerdy MMA guys like yourself and me. That is just a, an absolute wet dream, and. Hear me out. If if uh, John Martin Fraser decides to, why don't I can't see him waiting. He's he's come back from an, his own injury, and then he wasn't even in the cage that long. I can imagine that he wants to to get it rolling. That's why that fight makes sense. But if it didn't, let's say hypothetically Matt Myers is ready, uh, Martin Fraser maybe does wait in those two options. I wouldn't mind seeing. I know these guys didn't fight on the weekend, but it makes sense for the middleweight division. I wouldn't mind either a rematch, which is a bit soon. Vendy was Stoddart. I just think Stoddart's look, uh, Alfred Stoddart's looked amazing, especially with his uh, Shuriken fight on the weekend and that beautiful knockout. But I wouldn't mind Alfred Stoddart versus Ben Johnston. Oh, that's a great fight too. 
That's a really good fight. I, I've seen Sod up bar close, and he is he's a typical lad, and he's got diff, he's one of those different strength sort of guys. Like he's cut out of wood, like yeah. Dan Henderson sort of style. Yeah, like he, he's different. You t- you know you touch that bloke on the back, and you're like, yeah, it's like Pat McGurry, you know, patting a big old silverback. He's just so strong. But um, yeah, mate, I wouldn't be out. What's going on? What's the latest word with uh, with Mr. Darcy Vendy? Where's he at well, the moment? Well, I think he's fine. He's ready to go. But the di- the difficult thing with this, I guess, is you've got um, he he recently starts to start up pretty quickly, pretty easily. He trains yeah. with Ben Johnston, if I'm correct. That's right. So, that's right. So, I mean. Do you give Vendy versus Martin Fraser? Like it doesn't. I mean, I know Vendy's got the you know beat Jack Della and all that sort of stuff. He, yeah. You can you can play with that in terms of selling the fight, but he doesn't feel like he has the same momentum as perhaps some of the others for for some reasons. So to throw him straight into well, a in, title fight, I well, inactivity. That's the, that's the main answer to that. He's amazingly skilled. He's come back and put a great performance on against Stoddart. As much as that was Stoddart's debut in uh, in the pros. And that's a big leap up for your pro debut. Anyone that knows your style, I've seen him play straight at amateur, just knows how good that is. So how much of a, how actually much of his feathers in the gap for Vendy for that win. But he is, he's just a little bit inactive. So I think that's sort of, it, it's only people that are really in tune with the game now are going to really know his name, where guys like you and I that have been, you know, mm. we've been, you know, eyebrows deep in this since day dot. We know what he's done in his past to get some, get some real solid work in. It's not the the thickest division up up the top. I mean, you've got if you go, I'll go down the list for you now. This is topology, and it's like there's certain guys that like sometimes like I think JJ Ambrose is the number one Australian fighter in welterweight, and he's American. Bloody JJ, so, let everyone have a go, mate. So you can't you can't give it all to this topology, and some guys are, are away. Number one, Izzy Fedekefu, he's at one FC. Brogan Anderson, John Martin Fraser just beat. Uh, John Martin Fraser's number third. Uh, we've got. A couple of guys coming off some losses that you got Cam Ralston, who was, I believe, supposed to fight in Dana White contender series. I'm assuming he still will. Say, isn't he getting the call up? Yeah. Yeah. So you got uh, Matt Myers injured. Uh, we then moved down to number seven, Abel Brights. I mean, he's three and, uh, sorry, th- uh, one and f- three, one and four, sorry, in the last four fights. So yeah. that's not really there. You got Priscus. I mean, you- you've got knowledge of him, but that's probably not going to happen yeah. we then do have ben johnston number nine yeah and then i mean sam dobb just lost uh vendy's the only one on jackson weir white there's not there's not a real there's good fighters there but there's not that record yeah. so, a, that's a big there's a big midsection in the in middleweight pardon the pun there's a big um midsection there's guys like you said your dodds yeah emil jeffries those guys that are very good and and I think going to have big futures but aren't quite in that top five. Let's stick him in for a belt status just yet. The guys that are about three good wins off being there. Yeah, yeah. So I think look, if we're we've got all the money, we've got all the chips, we've got the show, and they fight when we want. Uh, if Myers is out, you go Johnston. If Myers is in, you go Myers. I think it's I think it's yeah. that. And then if Myers gets board. the fight, you give Johnston start up. There you go. We've made a promotion. Well, look at us, mate. Just someone hire us. Someone employ us. You know what's we funny? The peanuts. I know for a fact that like promoters hate us because we make it sound like <laughs> it's just like just call them, just call them, as if it's not like money, flights, availabilities. These guys have full time jobs. Like, like there's so much shit that goes into it. Me and you are just like, nah, put them together. Nah, nah, nah. they're not that boys. We want this. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm lucky. <laughs> 
Now, mate, uh, moving to the uh, to the co-main, uh, a man who looked incredible, and that is the guy we remember, Jack Becker, taking out Kieran Joblin in a, I don't care what the judges said, that was a unanimous decision. That was not a split. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even close. Wasn't, it wasn't even close. Insanity. Now, uh, yeah. you've, been, you've, you've watched the man before. You've been in the cage with the man before. Uh, you obviously saw him. Uh, his fight against David Martinez, losing a split decision against David. But Jack yeah. Becker, what do you make of that performance? Yeah, look, if, if you want to put down anything to ring rust, whatever was going on in that first one, I, I put it down to Martinez just being an absolute beast. Uh, whatever it was, that was that was the uh, that was premium Becker the cage uh, in the cage on Saturday night. It was awesome to see him back. Everyone knows I'm number one fan, Team Becker, all the way. So I, I am completely biased. But in saying that, I've been number one fan, Joblin, for a very long time. That mm. bloke's an absolute sensation, dude. He looked good, too. Not only did he look good, jeez, he looked in shape. Yeah, he did, didn't he? He looked trim. He looked, he looked shredded. He's going straight off that to uh, win Mr. New Zealand, I think. He's doing something <laughs> like that. He's He looked all awesome and put up a great fight, but Becker was straight back into that non-stop, imposing grappling style. It was awesome to see. You know what I, you know what I wouldn't mind? I mean, it, it just popped to me just then, but this is the type of guy that probably would take the fight and a, and a guy that I think it would be a good fight. A guy like Kieran Joblin taking on a Wes Kappa. Oh yeah, because you, it's hard to get those guys that are maybe you know three and one, four and one to take Wes Kappa. But Joblin's had 40, 50 fights. Yes, but and it, you said it right off the bat. Hundred percent would take it. Yeah, hundred percent would take it. You know what I mean? You, you want to like it's again? We're all just putting through our heads. As soon as you said that, and said go to. I'll tell you someone right now. He's retired now, and I wish him all the luck. And he's retired. I'll give you a name right now that would have if they would have called, and he would have taken in five seconds. He's like Mr. BJ Bland. Oh, you know what I mean? Yes. Joblin's in that sort yep. of role too. Yep. Type of guys. You know what I mean? That you, as soon as that phone call goes towards that area, you know that you know who's answering the call. You know what I mean? Type of guys, and, and Joblin is well and truly within that sort of bracket himself. Yeah. Uh, and uh, on Jack Becker's performance, I mean, look. There's going to be a, a, a weird, a weird moment for a man that probably deserves the belt, uh, a shot at the belt, Mr. David Martinez, and the whole thing of taking opportunity, striking when the iron's hot, because he not medically cleared to take the fight on October 28th against Quill and Southfield. We then have he beats Jack Becker previously in the September card. Jack Becker then puts on this performance. Everyone knows Jack's Jack's resume, right? Even the skid against Martinez, he doesn't lose any 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 skin in the game. Nah, no momentum. But Perth, February, Becker, Southkilled, Quillen's camp wants that fight. I mean, like it, it just feels like the fight to make, even if it's a smidge unfair to David Martinez. Again, you're not getting any argument out of me because I am completely biased and I'm happy to be so because I'm a number one fan. In saying that, we've got two of our upper echelon contenders <laughs> taken off to to Brave. What's going uh, on here? Yeah, uh, uh, Bahrainian promotion fighting in Jakarta, Indonesia. They've stolen two of our two of our top four lightweights. And it yeah, is really and I tell you what, for Jack Becker, Martinez doing that, it's probably the best thing for him in a weird way. Because let's say, I mean Martinez probably you probably lose a bit of face 
jumping to the promotion anyway for that fight. You you don't you lose because Eternal kind of runs like a league sometimes. And when you kind of yeah. jump in and out, you don't get the same momentum within the promotion to get these opportunities. But let's say he's taking on a Dagestani wrestler. Let's say he heads over to Brave and loses. Even though you beat Jack Becker, you're probably now out and Jack Becker takes your spot. Takes the momentum or it, it... I'm not, like I said, I'm not living in these guys' back pockets. I'm not sure what sort of paychecks they're getting. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure Togo's got a belt over there. So, okay, Togo makes a little bit more sense. He's making a name for himself over there. Again, but he's he's got some great momentum now. Martinez, he goes over there. Even if he wins, I don't think it adds as much to him as much as he'll lose from the loss, yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Just, yeah, it was a strange choice. Yeah, and I don't, and I know there's a little back end of like, I think they didn't want the Perth car, they wanted the Gold Coast car, they weren't medically cleared for this, but they're, but you know, like one week can make a huge difference between being medically cleared and and, and whatnot, and if they weren't cleared for October 28th, I don't see a problem with him fighting on the 25th of November, like that's four weeks, that could have been enough time, but I think yeah. you're right, like you're almost better off waiting but then again you like an active fighter and and if he goes off and and, and he just takes care of someone in brave yeah we're like oh why'd you do that but he still can come straight back in and he's been an eternal like when you think of eternal you think of guys like martinez like they kind of yeah, haven't fought anywhere else yeah oh yeah you've got if you've got a, a video library of the eternal matches his face is on the cover you know what i mean he's been here that long got enough work done and it just it creates this weird little log jam mm. where i mean we we mentioned josh togo and it's almost like the time that me and you need to almost put josh togo to bed a little bit until he comes back because yeah. he He's the number, He, in our eyes, he's the number one guy. He's the one. And Quillen Southfield's even said it. He wants Togo or he wants Becker. Like, that. they're the one. He'll take the next best guy. He'll take the Martinez fight. But in his personal opinion, I think he would either want Becker, you know, fight for the King of Perth, or Togo, who is the consensus number one. Um, and it creates this logjam. And then that, that helps us move into the next fight of Don Marfan and what he did to Michael <laughs> Stanoff. And although the resume sort of of who he's beaten doesn't match up with some of the other guys just yet, you can't tell me he's not in the mix. Oh, he's 100% in the mix now. Absolutely. And I'm glad. And I, I remember talking to uh, the commentator online, Mr. Matty Williams. I said, I, I believe if he does, you know, a lot of people expect to do, if he put on a really good performance, mm. makes a statement, I'd be very surplised if the champion's name doesn't enter his mouth in the post-fight interview, which 100% it did, and 100% it should have. He's got to invoke that name. He's knocking right on the door now. He's going to make sure when, you know, uh, crazy guys like us are talking on podcasts about that title mm. picture, his name is mentioned, and he uh, and he, he deservedly should be. I feel like you could paint a picture of Quillen Southfield sitting back like those high school kids that are about to decide which college they're going to go to and they've got the hats there and then he decides which one he wants to pick. But I reckon if you're, if you're the promoter, you could literally just sit down and go, Quillen, you got four, pick one for February. <laughs> but it's insane. I've just had one of your moments, mate. It's just hit me. It's just hit me in the top of the head like a lightning bolt. He, he is in the position, if you agree, he needs maybe one more win. Mm. One more win, the old street put it, and put him in that that title picture. To, like I said, a little bit of a logjam, a couple of things setting out. It's another gentleman who rightly said he needs one more win at the weight before he gets into that Oof. title picture. Where's ah. Kappa versus the street Buddha? 
Don Marfan. Okay, I might maybe I like that one a little bit better because I, and I I'll tell it. you, I'll tell you which one my one was going to be uh, after. But let's say you go Marfan, Kappa, you go Quillen Becker in Perth. Yes. Marfan wins. Like you know what yes. I mean? That that sets yes. that up perfectly. Okay, because. Let me throw this one at you. And this is a bit of a, a, a sideball. And I feel like we've done this man a disservice in all of our talking since he fought Quillen Southkild. But the winner <laughs> of this match gets Quillen Southkild. Don Marfan versus Blake Donnelly. Oh, oh yes. Mate, to poor Blake. Like he's he's always the picture. He's been backburned yep. a little bit, you know, just because of that thing. We all love him. He's still right up in there. That's not a bad fight either. That's not Rip, a bad. Just, Rip, that that's the division in it. Lightweight. Oh, yes. I'm like it's the it's the new 145. Like for me, it's the new featherweight was like what I was loving. Yeah, featherweight was it for a while, and now and now lightweight. Um, and now yeah. it, a little bit is turning into bantamweight because it's just basically wherever Rod Costa goes, because that's where all the shit talking goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like him and if you see him and Alan Philpot go at it, it's that. Speaking of Perth, <laughs> that, that's happening 100. percent Um, but yeah, this lightweight. I mean, tell me, it's not the most exciting division. Oh, 100. percent I'm. I'm Gonna chat as I walk, mate. I'll get my charger so you don't. I don't lose you halfway through. But mate, like, there's not. We could sit here for two hours speaking about matchups we're gonna make. Oh, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, we um, could. You know, we could. We could do this. We could choose that. But I tell you what, I, I I'm not against now. As it just hit me, sometimes those spontaneous thoughts. Marfan and Kappa wouldn't upset me. Wouldn't upset oh, me if that one got named. That would be very. That would be very good. Yeah. You Dad's, know what Dad's I love that phone right now. I go, will you boys shut up? <laughs> <laughs> you know I... Shut up. <laughs> you know what I also wouldn't mind. This is and this is Marfan going down in a way of of going like like this is me making getting another name, an, another scalp, but it's not me getting getting that big chance just yet. Like a Marfan versus like, a, and I know he's got a bout coming up, but like a Harry Webb. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't mind that because you know anyone that's seen Webs, as much as he's fairly fresh, he 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 looks amazing. Um, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I like those guys getting a little bit more. Right, Webs a gun, and he could go in there and hundred percent get it done. But I just don't want. I, I wouldn't mind him getting one or two more at the level, and then he's a superstar. Yeah. Then he's yeah. a Tom Nolan. Then he's a, yeah. A Quillen Selkirk. You know what no, I mate? Mean? No, I fair, I fair. Mate, we could we could have just done a lightweight. Just a lightweight. Wait, wait, we'll do it, yeah. Let's do a whole lightweight car. <laughs> now, but lightweight. <laughs> now I, I wanted to chat too about because this one is is talking about trying to get rematches, trying to get title shots that you just might not have the momentum for. And I loved the performance in terms of being dominant, but Diego Pereira versus Luke Jones at 145 at Featherweight. Yep. Poor Diego, man, because I just feel like he's not going to get that Van Heerden fight because Van Heerden, Van Heerden's looking for that one more and then the UFC. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's not going to do it for him. Yeah, just, I just don't think it interests Van Heerden. And I love Pierre. Like, again, he's not. I'd watch mm. him fight just about anyone. But I just I can't see Van Heerden take it, and I get it. I get it. You know yeah, I mean? no, yeah. He's done it. He's got that work done. You know what I mean? As much as it wasn't his most convincing win, Piero gave him a proper fight. You know, what does it do? It's not elevating him all that much to jump back. No, no. And it, that and that was the thing, just going back to almost the, the Quillen thing with, with the 
Quillen Southfield with the UFC wanting him to have more experience and more fights. Beating a guy you've already beaten might not be the best thing to do because it, it to the UFC, not to us, we know it to be tough, but to yeah. the UFC, you're just going back and sort of padding your record in a, in, a, in, a, in a weird way. I can't believe I said that. Street Buddha, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. But you you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's that. But I do like the, I know I'm jumping back to, to, to Street Buddha. You can feel a character building. You can feel yes. a, a, a star coming. And these sort of like five fight, six fight, four fight guys, you start to see them break out and become the Van Heerdens where they start to become stars. And I think we're seeing that with um with Muffin. What, what you, you just said then is absolutely spot on. So when I started doing things like the rambles and having these conversations mm. with you, that, this was my whole goal. You know what I mean? I love I love talking local MMA. I could do it forever. That's you know that that motivation is pretty strong within me. But my main goal was to throw some light on these guys and and like you talked about, build these characters. You know what I mean? So people care. You want people to care whenever these guys get signed to fight. When you see a fight like right out, Bates get get named. Yeah. We know this character of of Alden Bates starching people, putting people to sleep, and just an absolute monster. We know the character of Caleb Rideout's going to jump around like a crazy gypsy. You know what I mean? That you you want these characters built so people get invested in these matchups, and that was always my goal with the with the Ooh. the scram- the rambles and all the stuff that we do too. Without a doubt, because I watched an in- I watched back to back weekends. I mean, I don't know if I have a girlfriend anymore, but I watched two <laughs> full cards. Like I don't well, full cards, right? The the whole the whole thing, right? I cannot remember the last time I've done that with the UFC and watched a full card. And you can't tell me that the skill level of the UFC doesn't trump these last two cards. But I don't know anything about the bottom guy at the UFC. I know stuff about uh, even Ethan Mitchell, Victor Lyle, uh, as we go to the the, the start of the the main card, where he head kicked someone for a viral knockout (laughs) in the street. He's knocking out Eshays yep. and then and then head kicks Corey Lynch with the exact same kick. It's like that's the stuff that that makes you hand over your money. Yeah, spot on. The characters, you know what I mean? Look, the Lyle, the Lyle situation's <laughs> it's very niche. You know what I mean? And tell me that's not gonna get replayed on on uh, <laughs> eighteen different pages on Facebook. They're just gonna cut in his head kick from the yep. fight and his head kick from the streets. You know what I mean? That SJ is gonna feel a little bit better about himself, maybe, but um Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I lasted longer. Well, <laughs> but, but I mean, look, we'll go in this. Uh, I'll I'll stick with the 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 last little rundown of the last four, and then yep. we'll, we'll chat some shit. But give me your uh, give me your thoughts on the Diego Pereira, Pereira Luke Jones. Do you, is it ring rust or has the game passed the Jones brothers? What you're saying, Spider, I don't know what it is. I hate, and you know, you have to twist my arm to throw any sort of shade on any of the fighters on this thing, and I'm certainly not trying to do that. The Jones boys both looked off, mate, these last two mm-hmm. weeks, and I don't think any, I don't think they disagree, or their coaching staff would disagree themselves. Um, they looked off. They didn't look like themselves. They didn't look like, like their original killers. Um, in saying that, Pierre, Pierre looked sensational, but they, they they both almost interplanted the same game plan, and they looked like they lacked direction. A lot of circling. A lot of movement, and then not a lot of okay. Well, now I've got to get into a fight. It was yeah, they just they looked off. 
You know who I'd like Pereira uh, against? And I feel like he's going to have a, a tougher time to get back to the top just because of Van Heerden's in the way and, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. I mean, he's beaten a, he's beaten Abdallah, so he's, he's got that at least. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind him versus like a I, – I, I know to him he might seem not as experienced, but I wouldn't mind him against like a Sem Kakembo. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that, that's a fight that has to happen. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's Pierre is now Diego is getting towards that that veteran status with yeah. with his experience. Sam still in that newborn, established himself. Obviously, with that last fight, he's pre-established himself for that upper echelon of the division. That's a great fight. That'd be a real crazy technical scrap. I was I was re I was re looking over Diego's record, and Jesus, he's God, he's done some work. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's and. Like, Again, he's had his ups and downs. That's the sport it is. But he's fought everyone and and had some great wins, had some tough losses. But geez, he's got some work in. Yeah, he's he's incredible, and um, just you can just feel it training under Ben Johnston now. Um, mm-hmm. the fight center, it's just it's like breathe, it's breathing new light into him and and, and new life mm-hmm. into him. And I feel like one more win of uh, against that sort of like real high caliber guy, and I think he's right there. Yeah, um, I agree. Now, do you want to see this is a I know you're not gonna throw any shade at all, but like in terms of the Jones brothers, like what what do you do? Both Dan, Dan Jones losing the, the the week before he falls to eight and one. I think Luke Jones is six and four now. Do, do you like do you want to see them back in there as soon as possible? Or do you take time off again? Well, it, that that's a big it, a real big burden now falls on their coaching staff and their, their you know their friends and their training partners. What what why were they back in there? That's the question. I'm not saying they shouldn't have been, but what was the motivation? Were they getting back in there because okay, I, I really miss this competition. I've got the fire still in me. They're only young guys still, like as yeah. far as that, that certainly hasn't passed them by. But what that's what the questions have got to be asked now. You know what I mean? Because if you if you go in like that and like since they've fought last, the level of competition now has just gone through the roof. And what you don't want them if they're going in because as much as they did a, a good job of maybe not taking a lot of damage, that's the sort of now that they, they might finish off five more fights and three of them might be real telling in, in as far as long mm-hmm. as life is taking damage they don't probably need to be taken. They've got to make sure that whatever's the choices of getting back in there, whatever the motivation is, is really set in stone because you, you can't you certainly can't be getting back to that level of because they're only going to fight the best guys. They're not fighting any one and O's or you know, one on ones, they're in there fighting the top echelon mm. and some absolute animals at that upper echelon of uh, featherweight we know. Yeah, so we will we will see. Hopefully we still see the best of the Jones brothers to come. Now I won't take too much more of your time, mate, but with the four opening bouts, because I mean Eternal MMA eighty one, uh eight car eight fights on the main card, UFC fight pass. I mean for good. ten bucks. I was- I wasn't upset. I'm now divorced oh. like you did. But I can't, be, can't be that upset, man. She's bringing me drinks. Oh, I mean, what's that like a dollar, dollar eighteen or something? A fight? That's pretty good. <laughs> that's, 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 it, pretty, that's, that's pretty it. good. Now, what stood out for you? Victor Lyle, Corey Lynch. Uh, we got Matsuyama versus Daniel Mitchell. Taser Malone versus Nabetsu. Kobe Porter versus Luke Daly. What was the sort of standout one for you? Yeah. Uh, look, the, the Lyle match was just. We got a bit of hype around it. Had a bit of hype around it, and, uh, and then the, finish, the the fight was crazy. Oh, you gave him a quick cuddle. Quick fight cuddle. of the night. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, no. All right, you go talk to mummy now. She's got you. Um, Just the, fight, the fight itself was super entertaining. Look, I, I think both those boys will look back at it and go, you're maybe not my uh, 
nobody wanted the highest level of what mm. I could have done, but we didn't care. We loved it. That was a just bleed moment, and I'm, I'm very refreshing sometimes to cop it. And then to finish it off with the high, like everyone was waiting mm. for it. I think everyone yeah. was at a collective, was collectively holding their breath, waiting <laughs> for it, and it just smacks him with it in the last round. Uh, it was awesome. It was great fun to watch. Yeah, tough as nails, uh, Corey Lynch, and he's that he's that type of fighter where he he's going to get those. Um, I mean, I know that's not their division, but like that Harry Webb, that 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 fighter coming up. Um, I won't wait. Doesn't pop into my head right now, but like if that fighter coming up and no, everyone else is like scared to fight him, so we're going to give you Corey Lynch. Like I feel like he's got that, and that's a that's a good sort of that's a good fighter to be. Oh yeah, he's not as much as he, what is he, I think that drops him Darwin too for his pro career at the moment. But anyone that goes and watch videos of that knows that's not a walk in the park. You, no. You know, you, you're going to have a fight. You, you're going to take that fight. You're going to you're going to have yourself a fight. I, I feel like, and the, uh, the the two guys that really stood out for me, I feel like Taser Malone battled back well. I'm I'm very impressed with him. He's got that potential to be a superstar. Like you've got, he's got that. He's got the look. He's got the yeah. he's got the vibe, and he's got the heart. So it was it was great to see. Um, but I feel like the the standout for me out of all four of those. And I will give credit to Nebetsu. I thought he, it was really fun to watch. Um, yep. And in a universe or maybe a training room far away, I'd like to see him and Seb Saleh just sort of kick each other oh. and do some karate. That would be fun. Yes. Um, but the one that stood out for me the most, Luke Daly, I think he was the the biggest yep. underdog on the card. Um, and I actually didn't watch that fight, so uh, I'll need your thoughts on it. But I had to go fix a door. A door fell off at my house. Um but I was placing bets just cause, and I bet on Luke Daly only because every single card, when they go through Palmer bet, I always bet on the absolute underdog, right? So the, the one that is the biggest odds, I always bet on him in, in Australian MMA, just, just one bet because I reckon he sees it. And I reckon he sees that he's the underdog. He's the biggest underdog stylistically on the odds. And they always come out yeah. ready to go. And he did. And Luke Daly, I think, was very, very impressive. And not only that, Harry Webb is on fire. And he trains with Harry Webb. And I feel like there's a bit of the rub. Like, those those infinite boys are just, yeah. they're just exploding lately. Yeah, mate, he looked great. Really happy grappling. That that I'm correct, that fight was at a catch weight of 73. Yes. I yep. believe. Yep. Yeah. Do we know why? No idea. Maybe no. I could, couldn't get a fight. You know, who knows? Maybe it's that. Maybe yeah. his opponent fallout. Because he's previously pried his trade at Feather. Now he's back up to light. I think he's, he said he said himself he wants to stay at light. That's why he feels yeah. feels better. He's definitely sizable enough for light. He's never going to be – it doesn't look like he's going to be one of those shredded Taser Malone-looking blokes. But um, he's definitely got the frame for light. One thing I wanted to point out, actually, talking about those four fights, I think it was those four. It might have been Diego, Diego Pereira at some stage talking on a technical aspect. It drives me insane. And I would love anyone, you know, all the high-level grapplers on here to correct me. So many guys attacking the back choke, which I love. Back choke is the absolute go-to. And trying to cinch in the, the, the full lock, hand behind the head style back choke. Yep. Why a lot of guys don't seem to be putting the effort into palm-palm, you know, short grip chokes. When you have MMA gloves on, it drives me. And so I can't remember. It might have been Taze. I know he got it in the end. There was someone that had it all butt locked in in the, uh, in the first round. I'm like, oh, this is over. But he just kept trying, instead of just, grabbing palm to palm, squeezing down. He, he was trying to get that full lock in. And yeah, I was, uh, I think I was screaming and I got yelled at by the wife. So I blame them. I blame them for my, my soon to becoming divorce. But uh, no, a lot of, a lot more guys in the MMA realms need to be put a lot more work into palm to palm grip. 
Do you reckon that's grappling without MMA gloves on? Hundred percent. It would make sense. It would make sense. I, please, guys, if you can screenshot it and correct me, I can't remember a time where I, you know, we did a lot of MMA grappling where I mm. back choked full grip. I mean, I remember grappling with Mr. Brendan Mumford, and at one stage I tried to do it. And the, if you watch the film, you actually see me shake my head at myself. I went to put it into behind. <laughs> I'm like, oh, idiot, what are you doing? You don't do that. Just grab your farm. So uh, yeah, I, I like to see a lot of my guys get a little bit more work doing that. Uh, that palm to palm short choke grip. It's a lot more. Uh, it's a lot more uh, fundamental for mm. MMA. Now, as we uh, round out eternal MMA eighty one November fourth uh, in in Queensland, what was your grade going in, and what did you think the show was? Mate, again, they, they can't add us too much. Is we're just freaking how good these shows are. Mate. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was just so good. I was got I got to sit here in Denny and at the front of my caravan having a sasty and watching it. So happy to do so. Uh, again, it's an, a, it's an A for the card. To see amazing performances like that from John Martin Fraser, we we knew how good he was, but to solidify that guy deserves a title belt. Not that he is a champion. He deserves a championship belt around his waist. Um, really build, build in, as we talked about before, the character in the street, mm. in the street Buddha. You know what I mean? I think a lot of guys, I'm hoping his Instagram's just gone up another thousand <laughs> followers as it should. You know what I mean? He's, he's someone to watch now. And then, you know, my boy, number one fanboy, Jack Beckett, just showing everyone that he is still the, the top of that division and he's going to give everyone troubles. But hey, definitely an A for the Eternal on the weekend. Abs- yeah, absolutely incredible. I can't, um, I can't fault you there. I, if anything, thought it was good. I probably rated this one a little bit higher than the Perth yeah. one going in, um, just because of that very reason. I, I thought maybe, uh, it was going to be a more MMA nerdy one. Like, like we said, the, the Marfan, the Becker, like, and some of these, you know, you got split decision, unanimous decision, unanimous decision, but then it, it all meant so much in, in it all. And, and I think it was an incredible card. Um, last little rumor before I let you go. Well, not rumor. It was confirmed. Uh, the Hex Fight Series 28 uh, co-main event change up with Cody Haddon getting yes. hurt. Paul Loga in uh, taking on Sean Gauchi. Uh, your thoughts on that one? Uh, well done to Hex for getting it rebooked. You know what I mean? That would have been devastating for Mr. Gouch. You know, I've done a lot of work with Gouchy and awesome to see him back in there regardless. Hoping, you know, uh, hoping him, Mr. Adams gets uh, heels up very quick. You know what I mean? We're very excited for that matchup and I'm sure it, it would have to be something extremely serious uh, to keep that young lad out of there. He's, really, he's very desperate to get in there and fight. So uh, we're hoping for a speedy recovery. Just glad they found a me match. Paul Oga is absolutely nobody's mm-hmm. fool. That's a that's a great late minute. And obviously he missed out on his fight. Mm. So he was he was in shape, ready to go as well. So it all worked out pretty well. Glad to see Mr. Gauchi able to get back in there and have a, have a very good matchup uh, found on last minute. Yeah, I know that Hex was watching these two eternal cards very, very closely, uh, especially with the Gauchi one, um, which of course they filled with Loga. But I, I could be wrong here, but I'm almost certain Sam is Sam Kakembo is still looking for an opponent. And like we said, uh, there was a few featherweights fighting, so uh, we will see what happens come November 18th. But Callum, the rock star Potter, mate, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, I need We need more rambles, mate. Every time you post, I get oh. excited, and it's, oh, just, it's just the fight card, and I want to hear you ramble. I know. I, know. I thought people might be sick of looking at my, my no. massive snoz and all that. I'll get it back. I'll get back in the rambles. It's just t- time is of abundance. I'll switch over a bit of work stuff, but I'll get back in this hex card back in the, uh, back in the rambles, talking the crap and uh, building more characters oh. in, uh, in local MMA. Love it, mate. Uh, enjoy Dylan Gimby or wherever you are. And uh, 
<laughs> <laughs> Have a great rest of the day, mate. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Stay well.